Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit down with people, have some drinks, try to recreate that bar conversation we all know and love, but sober people you could enjoy it too. Not promoting alcoholism, just like to shoot the shit with people. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. That's at Kilgallen's Pub. Give myself a follow. I'm at Joe Kilgallen on Twitter, on Instagram. I've been killing it on both of those lately, I feel like. And it's uh, maybe going a little unnoticed by some, not all. But I appreciate everyone who follows. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. If you tell your friends about it, I really appreciate that. It does go a long way. iTunes reviews. If you write a review, I will give you a shout out on there. I'll read the review. And uh, your little name, whatever your little iTunes name is. Some people have weird-ass iTunes names where it's like um, MC DJ McFuckface. And I'm like, well, I don't know who you are personally, but thanks for the review, pal. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm excited for this podcast this week for you guys to listen to it. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened to all the past episodes, of course. This is episode number 21. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope uh, I hope you like it. Really, it's a comedy podcast, but it does get deep because... We recreate the bar conversation, and when you're hanging out with your pals at the bar, you can talk about anything you want. It goes all over the place. Last week, we got really real and deep. That was Rena Calm's episode, so thanks to everyone who listened to that one. Rena got personal. She uh, told her truths, and uh, it was, yeah, she's a female comedian who's hilarious, and uh, she was accused of uh, rape. I don't know how to say that. I didn't mean to say it like all funny about it, but you know, it's a big accusation. Didn't want to take it lightly either, but instead I made it silly. Anyhow, uh, I'm recording this late at night. I do the intros later on. I did the interview or the sit down, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't really concern any of you because I'm not asking questions, although I will. I'll ask some questions, but really it's just a you know bouncing around conversation. Uh, so anyway, so thanks for the people who listened to that. Um, I didn't want to say anything about that particular... Other than I didn't really know that's where we were going to go with it because I didn't have her on for that specifically, but... If my friends have something big going on in their lives or any guest I have, because they're not all my friends. Sometimes I have a guest in where I'm like, I don't like this person at all, but sometimes it makes for good audio. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm cool with everybody. I'm all about love. I'm all about positivity. That's me. That's Joe Kill fucking Gallon. And uh, um, so I was, I was taken back a little bit about that part of it, but I, I appreciated it because when someone's that open and honest, how can you not? You know what I mean? Um it's part of the, there's, what do they call it? Like they're calling, it's a call out culture where any little wrongdoing people love to call out. And, and that I think needs to slow down a little bit. Um, not that you don't call out people who are shitty. You should, but it used to go to like, uh, well, let, let's, let's hear everybody out first. You know, people, everyone's like, well, the court of public opinion. You ever hear people say that? Well, that's, you know, public opinion. Public opinion is scary because it's from the fucking public. Have you met the public? Look, you know what I mean? I, I think we're all very lucky to be alive and this is a great country and everyone, you know, people act like things are way worse than they are. Things are actually pretty great. But still, I'm always a little bit, I like the old saying, a person is smart, people are stupid. Because you get them all together and everyone's trying to, you know, outswing each other's dick and it gets a little, it gets a little gray, it gets a little foggy. Nothing wrong with gray matter for that matter. I didn't, I didn't mean to say it like that, but there's other gray uh, areas I meant to say. Gray areas is when you learn the most. You get to explore and go, okay, all right, I see how that was misconstrued, or I see where they're coming from there. All right, let's hear each other out a little bit. I wish there was more of that, because uh, through that, people get better. And you learn more, and then everyone's happier, and that's what I'm all about. Hells to the yes. All right, um, enough of my silly bullshit up front. Oh, the podcast is now on Instagram. Got to tell you that, so follow Kilgallen's Pub on Instagram. Um, 
yeah, I'm posting clips on YouTube now. Part one of last week's episode is on YouTube. The last few, I think like the last four or five podcasts I've put all the way on YouTube. Some are video, some are just a picture with the audio, but you could hear them and watch them there. Uh, also on Stitcher, hopefully you're listening on, um, I don't care what you're listening on actually. Some people are all about iTunes, iTunes. I don't care what you listen to it on. Just listen to it. iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, um, mind Podbean? No, I'm not on that one. SoundCloud, that's where I get my RSS feed from. So thanks to the SoundCloud people. All right. Without further ado, let's uh, let's let me intro the guest. My guest is a Chicago uh, OG. Do I want to say that? Who's been around for as long as I've been around? He is a, a, a staple of the Chicago comedy scene, a staple of America's comedy scene. Damn it! Uh, very well traveled too. I discovered that out through this podcast. That's what's always fun. You get to know a little nugget about someone. You're like, oh, I didn't know that about you, man. That's cool. Um, hilarious dude. He's um, he's done it all in stand up. Really, he's. Uh, was a producer on Hannibal Burris's Comedy Central show, which I think was called Why with Hannibal Burris. He's been on um, Inside Amy Schumer, which was a really funny sketch show. I feel like people gave Amy Schumer too much shit a little bit there. Um, people, whenever they get so big, people just want to look to hate, right? Um, but no, her show Inside Amy Schumer is really funny. It's great sketch comedy. And, um, and he tours across the country. I mean, he's been all over the place. So, um, and he's he's a good he's a great guy. I've always liked the um, Babylon's energy. You know, he's always I just said his last name. Usually, I like to build up and then say the guy's name. But uh, my the guy my guest is comedian Brian Babylon. Um, the, he's he's awesome. Like I was saying before, he's got a good energy about himself. He's very honest too, man. I got back to back people who are honest, and this was a more of a fun one, which I think I needed after last week's serious two hour episode. This one's a little bit tighter of a podcast. Some of you are probably thinking, man, you go two hours one week, an hour next week. I like to let the conversation flow. And like I've said before to people, you don't have to listen to the whole episode in one go. I listen to podcasts in chunks. The podcasts I'm a fan of, some of them are very long. I'm not going to sit there and just ignore my personal responsibilities and listen to a three-hour podcast. That's insane. So listen to it as you go, and, um, and, and hopefully it entertains you along the way. So without further ado, you know, why don't you grab yourself a drink and, um, and, and unwind a little bit and enjoy a Kill Gallon's Pub. Cheers. Brian Babylon, good to have you on Kill Gallons Pub. How are you doing, my man? Man, one of my favorite pubs in the shy, Kill Gallons Pub. You should you should move into next door. Yeah, I don't know if I could afford the rent though. Brennan's. Yeah, Brennan's. I, rest in peace. I, I, I read that post. It's, it's a club next door to the Laugh Factory. This all cool Chicago chill. bar. But I think they had like a Boston feel to it, so that's why it was always weird. But it was close. It was nice. They're empty. That was fast. Yeah, like it, it's weird when a business closes that you know forever. That part has been there for a long time because when mm-hmm. this when Laugh Factory used to be the Lakeshore Theater, mm-hmm. we'd pop in there all the time. Yeah, so. and I liked it enough because I like any bar where your friends are. Right? You ever get that shit where people are like, oh, I don't want to go there because I don't like the people there. I'm like, well, you don't have to be friends with them. Yeah, I used to try to get comics to go to like bars that were considered like broy. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, they got dollar beers. Let's go there for dollar beers. I'm like, yeah, but the dudes there are all fucking... I'm like, you don't have to fucking shake everyone's hand when you walk in. You go there. That's true. You take advantage of the cheap drinks, and you bounce. And yeah, if you go in there... Right with, next door to the... Right next door. So it was convenient. Very convenient. I'm all about convenience, too. And, but anywhere uh, you go with a group of people, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. That's my thoughts always. about that. Always. And you've always... I always see you as a guy who has a good time. But what I like about you, and I'm excited about this podcast in particular, is you do not hold back on your opinions. No. Which is great. 
because there's, I think there's a lot of people nowadays who are a little bit like, oh shit, I don't, I'm afraid to say this. I'm afraid to say that. I mean, as long as you're a good person and you know what you're saying and you believe your, your truth, then you're going to, you're, you're not going to fucking ruffle. Well, the thing is, the end of the day, people at least respect you for it. Well, the thing is I'm, um, I keep things real and I'm not a jerk. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of times I know in my heart what I'm saying, there's some truth into it. So even sometimes we'll, if I see people talking on Facebook or something, but it's all about something, I, I will have to bring that legitimate devil av- devil's advocate position in on it. Yeah, you made a post today that was pretty interesting, and I saw a lot of people going at you for it. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. i like to start off a little light. I want this to be a fun podcast because my last podcast was very serious. Uh, everyone who f- follows the podcast listened to last week, thanks. And, and thanks to everyone who's been uh, checking out the podcast. been having a lot of fun doing it, so I uh, can't thank you all enough. I'm, I'm a big believer in... Um, like, if you enjoy doing something, you got to thank the people who allow you to do it. Yeah. You know, and we record this from the Laugh Factory, and we were just talking to our man Curtis here, who's the booker, great dude, and uh, this club has done so many good things for uh, so, many good things. so many great comedians. Real talk, I think the, when, uh, and the funny thing is, I remember when I found out they were going to build this club, I was actually in Hollywood, California during the holidays, and I was with Dion Cole. Oh, great comic. Chicago legend. He's on Blackish, and he's got his own show coming out soon, right? Uh, His own show. Well, he had that one on TBS I thought was really good that should have lasted longer. Dan Cole's Black Box. Black Box. So yeah, Dion's doing his thing, Um, and we were hanging out in LA, and he said, "Hey, you should meet Jamie. He's the owner." And we say, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" Blah blah blah. It's a dead on impression. I'm actually building a club in Chicago. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, this guy is one of the contractors, some random contractor-looking white dude. So yeah, man. You know, we got everything kind of demoed inside. It's going to be on Belmont and Broadway. I'm like, fuck, Belmont and Broadway? That's, you know how you do it Chicago? Yeah, you kind of like, like, I know what's that intersection. What's there to be a club? I was like, the Lakeshore? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right. So I came home like a week later, and I saw the like Laugh Factory stickers and stuff on the wall. And then it mo- opened up. Two months later. Yeah, they got that. It's been totally different. Big marquee. Yeah, it, I was. The scene has been so much better since then. We were talking about. I always had a theory that if all the clubs acted the way Laugh Factory does, in the sense that it's showcase style and they're booking the best comics that live in that city, because the clubs in New York and the clubs in LA will just put on the best comics there. They don't really do like weekend style, like. Like, no. you know, when you go to, like, St. Louis or San Diego or Denver. in town that Yeah, that they, they'll bring in a headliner for the whole weekend. Yeah. We're here. They'll do that sometimes, you know. You got Theo Vaughn coming up, and there's, there's yeah. big, big names will come in for a weekend. But for the most part, they are just feeding the scene. And if every club did that here, less comics would move out of Chicago because the scene would thrive more. I think more. You, still need, you still need the place that has, like, because people still want to see famous people. They still want to act like they... Went out. I think when people come here to the Laugh Factory, you feel like I'm a part of a comedy scene versus I went to a comedy show. Still went to a comedy show, but it's sort of like it has that sort of like still bar hangout mentality. Yes. Versus like a theater, like going to see a show at Chicago Theater. Yeah, if you go see Bill Burr at Chicago Theater, yeah, that's a totally different different experience. And oh, I went with all my friends. You know, we were drinking, then we went outside, walked around. It's still a lot of foot traffic in this area. To facilitate a night on the town, I would agree there. Yeah, and there's enough comics here to maintain this scene. If it, it, if everyone did that, it would be weird. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know because Jokes and Notes have famous people on, which was an urban club in Chicago had like the big names within the urban scene. But sometimes she would just make it be local. Yeah, and I think she a good would, balance of that's nice. A good balance. I think she would have done better if she did that a little bit. 
like two weekends out of the month instead of because some people she would bring in didn't have that big a name. Yeah, because then who are they drawing and stuff like that? Who, where I feel like, who you because re- that was. Because if you build your brand, like people around here in, in Chicago, you know, it takes time to do. I think they know, oh, Laugh Factory, it's always good. So yeah. I don't have to look up who I'm going to see. I just know I'm going to go there and it's going to be a good time. Where yeah. with other clubs, you're like, all right, well, who's there this weekend? Who's there this uh, weekend? I don't, fuck that. Con- I saw their clip. I'm not into it. Like, you know. And the Wednesday night at Jokes Notes was like the best open mic in Chicago. So you knew you had a lot of funny people locally. She could have done well with that. You know, that was my only, even since we were talking about it, only, my only critique about it. But this is the best scene in the in the country to start stand-up, the shy. Would you ever open up your own comedy club? No. No, right? There's some com- comedians who are like, oh, I could, maybe when I get older, I'll, I'll run Never a club. Never in a million years. What, are you a business guy in the sense that you'd open up another type of business, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely a businessman. Uh, me and Hannibal were just talking about that, like trying to get money outside of entertainment. Got to get your money to work for you sometimes, right? Yeah, and like, Hannibal, I don't, I don't know if you'd mind me saying this. He owns a couple buildings, I think I've heard. Is he renting no, yeah, some? He, he's, he a, he's a landlord. Back, he had a building, he, uh, you know, Wicker Park. You know, just that's a good I investment. Think, I, I think he's t- was tired with New York. I think he did an interview about it. Just you know, tired of New York. I mean, when you are off the road, it's, Chicago's fun. Chicago really is. I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast know I'm a, I'm a diehard Chicago and a homer. You know, I lived in L.A. for a few years there, and I didn't hate L.A. People think I hated L.A. I didn't. Uh, it's just not home. Chicago's got that great combination of it's got, like, you know, it's got a great downtown. you got a lakefront. You've got different. Every neighborhood's got its own feel to it. Yeah. So you know, oh, I go to that neighborhood for Italian beef, Italian yeah. food. Or if I go here for good, you know. It's just those three or four months when you don't want to fuck with it if you don't have to. Oh, yeah, man. Isn't that the dream, though? I, I always found it so funny to me because, you know, I'm, I'm a dad now, and I go, damn, I wish it was like, I wish the school year was different. I wish it would be where I, as a Chicagoan, mm. could summer in, or could winter, I'm sh- I should say. Mm. It wouldn't be great, like, if the school year was, the, their kids were off for three months in the winter. That way, as a Chicagoan, I could go to L.A. and live there for yeah. the winter and take my family. Yeah. But now it's, you get summer off, but summer here is amazing. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. I don't get the people who live in like a city like Chicago and then every summer they're like, well, I got to go on vacation and I got, you're, Mm-mm. it's finally nice. The city is unbearable, godly unbearable from like de- December through March. Uh, November's okay. November Total could BS. suck too. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you walk outside and you're like, oh my God, I, there goes my testicles. Like everything sucks. Everything is horrible. It's ice. And I will say, so I, for me, I've been doing it for three years. Four years now. I'm going back and forth. Been able to since I moved. Chicago and LA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come home a lot of, in the summertime. I'm so happy you were in town today for, too, man. Yeah. For for long stretches, I'll come home to Chicago, enjoy myself, then go. Then I kind of like go to New York a few times, but then I spend a lot of time in the East Coast in the fall. That's my move, and then maybe East- pop back here, maybe Halloween, and then you probably won't. Excuse me a few times, but not as much as it was when it was warm. Until like East Coast is pretty cool eight. in the fall. That's a good spot. Yeah, East Coast I, I, move because you got to keep New York for comedy. Once in like you early November. It, it was nice. Yeah, you definitely do it. You got to keep it moving. So I try to keep it moving between Chicago, New York, and L.A. Those are the three spots and, to be. Uh, and I've been living in San Francisco since. Have you really? Shit, yeah, I didn't know that. I've been crashing in the Bay since February, and I just go to L.A. when I have to for for work or auditions. Or meetings and stuff, cricket for a few days and then bounce. That's a great. That's I'm envious of that right now. Because because I was I was getting so I started getting tired. It wasn't working for me. 
It just wasn't. It was just, because there's just so much like sitting around and waiting. It's sitting around and waiting. And my apartment was, I had, I lived like in the lab factory apartments and had like no really windows. I was like, I think I'm getting depressed up in here. And it's so sunny outside. I didn't drive. So I was just kind of stay at my house and go places when I had to. I just didn't like it. So the San Francisco is cool as fuck for right now. It's annoying, but still cool. Cause What's annoying about it? Man. I don't think I have any San Francisco listeners, so. Man. <laughs> Who cares if you do? I I'll don't give a shit if I do I'll either. I'll tell yeah. them that's their motherfucking face. First of all, I know you love dogs. I, I, dogs are cool. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not an over-the-top dog person. I get that. I respect I dogs. wasn't for a while. I love dogs. If your dog is cool, cute, whatever. But I think people take it to another level of like when you spoil a child. You see what I'm saying? You know, somebody yeah. spo- you take that to a level to a dog. So dogs have too many. I don't like to see dogs in grocery stores. I don't like to see dogs. Oh, yeah. No, like that's fucking. Food. No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm a dog owner, but yeah, Bro, that's, that's nuts. Joe, listen dude, to me. Dude, they lick everything. And they, yeah, I love dogs. But I, yeah, don't I don't know, want them in the, I, in the fucking frozen food section. Dude, I posted this on somewhere where this dude had like a Marmaduke. A, uh, like a big, a big dog. A great Dane. This lo- legit. Oh, shit, this, yeah. dead, this dog had to be maybe like four feet high. Like two my. I'm 6'3. Those are like be, horses, yeah. Just walking around Best Buy. And then I look up. He's in a, he's in the he's in Gus's this grocery store. Like he was in, that's next door. I'm like it's too much, man. Because people but, forget San Francisco is actually a small city geographically. It's tight. It's tight. Like you, everything is real on top of each other there. It's like it's it's not as spread out as L. A. And I, oh, yeah, I have a, sprawling. I have a theory of how people take dogs too much. If you saw if if there's and there's a rampant homeless problem in the Bay, big time. Triple what it is here. Yes, like, even like you triple see, New York. You only even. really see homeless people downtown in smatterings up, maybe up here in North, even on the South Side. I, usually, you see homeless people where they could panhandle, panhandle where they could be like, right? "Hey, you got some change." Right. But San, yeah, San Francisco, they are everywhere. Okay, and I said this: it was this lady on Valencia, which is in the Mission. So it's tons of foot traffic. Right, she's in the middle of the sidewalk in, on the corner in front of this. Uh, Come on, just come on. Yeah, come on in, man. There's this woman on the corner, middle of this crowded restaurant, people just walking past her, right? Not giving a fuck. I said this. I guarantee you, this is how people ain't shit. I guarantee you, if I took that woman out and put a raggedy-ass Maltese that looks sickly there, it'll be a swarm of people willing to help. Yeah, that's true. There is something about animals versus people. It's crazy to me. I remember being in grade school. We watched, it was like, no, it was in grade school. It was high school. We were all at a buddy's house. It's like 15 people in his basement. So it was like mm-hmm. a little basement party. I think we we're all getting ready to go somewhere else. Maybe we were like juniors in high school. Braveheart was on TV. And, you know, the, the big fucking battle. So every mm-hmm. dude at the party was like, fuck yeah, you know, everyone's watching. Some of the girls were watching it. And there's a scene where they like stab the horses, you know, because they got those long ass spears and the horses come charging in and they, you know, they fucking gut up the horses. And all the women were like, oh my God, the horses. And we're like, are you fucking kidding? Seven dudes just got their heads chopped off. Nobody blinked. No the horses, everyone's like, Seth, it's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, yeah, it's bananas. And I'm saying like this. They, it was, then again, I, the I, horses are innocent. So I get it. But, but you're right, though. You should, there should be almost, you should, if you see a person lying on the street, per- it, should, it, should, it should at least fuck you up mentally a for a person. little bit. And, I, and I'm like, I looked it up. I was like, you know, these people spend like, what, six, seven billion dollars on dog shit. I'm like this. I'm not saying don't feed your dog. 
just feed it. But there's so much extra shit people do. For, I've heard people who've taken dogs to surgery, spending like nine thousand dollars because my dog ate my T-shirt. I have a friend whose dog ate a whole T-shirt. She had to get a surgery where it was like five k for the surgery and then an extra three over the year just for. See, I don't see. I got to stick up for them a little bit because the dog becomes part of your family in a way. I understand what you're saying with the people who spoil their dogs. 10K, Joe, 10K you can is put a lot. Yeah, man, I couldn't. I, can, you can I, I mean, that as a I would. I would. I love son. my fucking dog, man. So I don't know. It's tough. Like, I hear what you're saying with the overdoing it. When you said like San Francisco, it's like another level. I feel like that's a good way to describe San Francisco in general. Everything's like the next level. Where any cause is, we're taking that cause to this extreme. Anything but is like if everything goes above and fucking beyond in that time. You want to hear something else? Yeah, I'll of course. Tell you, also, San Francisco's full of shit. They're the most liberal. That's ground zero for this liberal, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But those ra- the rash of the things you see on the internet where white ladies are calling the cops on black people for dumb shit, it's all in San Francisco. The Bay. I know the, the one was Bay. in Oakland where there was the barbecue. And, and dude, I'm talking about that. Well, they call I, her Permit Patty or something? There, I get Adderall from a guy who lives there. So I know this neighborhood. It's a nice mixed neighborhood. Black people cook out there all the time. Black people are there all the time. The fact that that woman thought that she should call the police on that was bananas. When that lady was in the San Francisco calling the cops on this little black girl selling lemonade. Yeah, you know, it's... And the, then you know what she yeah, did for a living. It's the fucking yuppie type. You know what man. she did for a living. Her company, she lost her company. Her company was making cannabis-infused doggy treats for dogs with anxiety. Wow. You can't write that. That's Joe. California stuff. That's no, crazy. for sure. Yeah, because I remember hearing about CBD oil for dogs and to calm them and chill man. them out and it, stuff. Yeah. The next last thing, next last thing, of why the Bay is the next level is because you know you know what the blue lights are. No, no. Blue lights. Saw it in Europe. Didn't know what it was. Saw it in. in well, I heard Brooklyn. of like the red light district in Amsterdam. No, 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 similar? no, no, no. Nothing this, like that. This okay. Is for, this is for a purpose. So. More of these people's house in San Francisco was like a party, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, we just we just bought this little place, blah blah blah," and they're talking, and then she's like, "Yeah, Mark has to ins- install our blue lights in the back, so you know things are cool back there." But outside of that, our back's nice. I'm like, "What the, what's what's blue lights?" She's like, "Oh, you have to install those if you have like a back porch or something, and that deters people from shooting up heroin on your property." Jesus Christ! Wow, because the blue lights. I don't know if this is a race thing, but you can't see your vein oh, if it's a blue light shit. on your skin. Okay, that that does kind of make sense, um, I guess. But why don't you just find it eventually? I don't, I don't know. But like, I, don't, I, I kept thinking the whole time you're telling me this. I'm like, why blue specifically? Why no, don't they blue. use pink? It's blue because it would it, yeah, it would be hard to pinpoint for some a vein. reason. I don't know. Yeah, the, the town's UVs got a bad drug problem. Your eyeballs can't see your vein. If it has a blue light. See, I've been to San Francisco a couple times. One was just real quick. Went to a Cubs playoff game there when they in 2016 when they were playing. And another time I went with my wife for like a weekend. And it was fun, but you definitely could see there's like that. Like Carl Sandburg, who's a poet from Chicago, said about Chicago, never have heaven and hell been so close together. Mm-hmm. And what he was talking about, how it's like there's a great neighborhood here and you go a couple miles south and it's, it's literally the mm-hmm. worst neighborhood you've ever seen. And I think San Francisco has that, but it's not like separated it's all so that you see like someone walking out of google's headquarters and they'll step over seven homeless people and i know that's not in san francisco in san francisco but it's all this bay area thing because there's so much money there the richest people in the country live there billionaires tech billionaires yeah, I mean, these yeah, are 24 yeah. year olds who created an app and they got a billion dollars and they're like swinging their dick around you know up. like is that a little bit more up like in the city 
the city is too small, but it's a. It's, it's it is. It's like it would be like the it's, equivalent it's of like it's not like Chicago. Half the north side have those like big ass neighborhoods. You know, there's like no, there's like no. I didn't see any backyards really. You know, like yeah, everything like is tight. Real. There's no like Inglewood or back of the yards. Yeah, you know that if that is that, it's probably in some bad part of Oakland. Yeah, you're right. You yeah, because they pushed a lot. And the funny thing is, Oakland now is nice. Yeah. Because everything got so expensive. In San Francisco, I know I've got listeners in like some rural parts of the country. For what? It's like $3,000 a month for a studio apartment. Sometimes more expensive, I've heard. Yeah. Like you would know. I've I've heard like people are paying $4,000 for a one bedroom in downtown. The place I'm crashing at, I found out how much they pay in rent. Can you say? $5,800. How big is the place? Nice size. Good size? But fifty eight hundred. Fifty eight hundred. Fifty eight hundred. That is the mortgage on a million dollar house. That's a, close yeah, that's to a it. Maybe a, maybe on, not on that a, much, but on a, a good, big mansion on a nice. I'm like mansion. a good like five bedroom, four yeah. bedroom house in somewhere, Chicago or somewhere in, in maybe a seven hundred eight hundred thousand dollar house. In the uh, Burbs of George, Atlanta. Oh yeah, I actually have a. I, I see. I get some stat- statistics. I don't know who's listening, but I get like. Through my SoundCloud feed, mm. I can know like what cities. Mm. I have a lot in Atlanta, so which is H-T-A. cool. I don't know a lot, but that's great. I, I've, I've, I was in Atlanta once when I was a kid to see the Cubs play the Braves. I was like seven, so I got to get picked down there. But I went it, to college down there. Yeah, I lived there for five years. Nice. Clark Jones went lived there. Oh, you Will went to Miles. Moorhead? No, no, no. No, what's it called? They went to Morehouse. Oh, Morehouse. Sorry, I, I went that next up. door to the cooler school, Clark Atlanta. Clark Atlanta. All right, mm-hmm. cool. That, that sounds cooler, actually. You know who was in my in one of my classes? Two of my classes. At one class we had all together, it was me, uh, Kenyon Barris, the guy who created Blackish. Yeah, I know the name. Uh, Brian Barber. You probably might have known Who's him. Who's Brian Barber? Brian Barber, he directed the uh, Outcast video, Hey Ya. Oh, okay, cool. And he made the movie Idlewild. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and Emmanuel Lewis. Oh, yeah? Webster? Webster. Nice. And guess who our instructor was? Never gonna guess Whitman Mayo, aka Grady from Sanford and Son. Oh, that's hysterical, man! I used, <laughs> no, I used to watch that show in reruns on Channel Fifty when I was yeah, a kid. Dude, it was it would come Mayo on after was, um, Whitman Mayo was was on uh, the family was uh, was one of our teachers. How could you take him seriously? That'd be so weird if like because it was like it was a, it was like the coolest classes. You go in and pretty much let him just talk shit. Would he tell stories? Tell stories and just talk about you know how you know business and. It was sort of like hearing like the Hollywood perspective from this an old school dude who had been down there and, and, and he did it. When I first moved out to LA, I was working on a show called Sullivan and Son where I was doing standing work. And the one director, what the hell's I know his last name's Lewis, I forget his first name. Um, something Lewis. Uh, he was he's been in a bunch of you ever see the show Scrubs? Mm-hmm. He played Hooch on Scrubs, this one doctor that would lose his mind about shit whenever they'd fuck with him. And then uh um, no black guy. A, a, a black actor and he, now he's doing mostly directing phil okay. lewis philip lewis phil lewis i think i'll look it up I'll, yeah i'll look him up but so he was telling us the story because we're all hanging out like um uh, in between um like they're setting shit up you know and um and he was cool because some of the directors were just all like business and fucking do this so he would actually hang out and talk to like the stand-ins and the act er, and the extras and just hang out you know and he was telling us a story about um that he had heard from red fox's manager i think mm-hmm. so red fox when he first it wasn't san francisco but we had like the red fox show yeah. Like two weeks in or something like that, he wasn't happy with the writing. 
So he fired all the writers and I need to get black writers in here, right? So they hired an all black uh, writers room. Then um, they handed in their first script. He read it and was like, I need my Jews back. Let's get the Jews back in here. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. This is... That game, the game was probably so crazy back then. Now you can really have freedom to do exactly what the fuck you want. Shit is so open now. Because I think back in the seventies, it was just like was everyone just, it was, was fucking yeah, it was all Jewish writers. Tight, you, yeah. Oh yeah, you couldn't fuck around. Yeah. You had like what three networks? There was no cable. Yes. There was no internet. People was, forget that too, man. Three networks back then. Three net. We had like three shots. So if you had a show that did two seasons, that would be like a show doing seven seasons now. It's it's in dog years. Of, yeah, right. Of what shit was like back Fuck, in, man. in those days. Let me get back to the business thing real quick because it's been on my mind lately because a bunch of my friends, you know, the podcast is called Kilgallen's Pub. And when I was in high school, we had to pick like a business we'd want to do for like some class. And I joked about how I, I didn't joke, but I wrote a thing how I wanted to start my own bar. And I called it Kilgallen's Pub. Yeah. The reason I did the podcast is because I like having drinks with people. I like to recreate the bar conversation, you know. People yeah. have listened are like, dude, we fucking know you say this every week. Anyhow, uh, now I got some friends of mine who are like kind of entrepreneurial dudes who I mm-hmm. went to high school with. And they're like sending me like links. This bar's for sale. This part, what do you think about this area? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I don't have money for this shit. They're like, yeah, but you could run it. You got ideas. You could always get money. We could do bank. They're all like, they're all so fucking into that. So I got to ask you because we I hinted at earlier, and you and Hannibal are talking about it. What yeah. what business would you start? Obviously not comedy club. We already determined that would be a no. Uh, what business, if you could start any business, what would you want to be the owner of? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit with that question. I feel like so. Well, it would be it would be a few tears if it was. Uh the first one, like you're saying, a bar or something. I would never just open a bar because I would have anxieties of how many drinks I would have sold to pay rent and blah, blah, blah. It would have to be some type of hybrid situation where I would want to have some type of uh, coin-operated laundromat infused with a coffee house where you can sell alcohol too. That's cool. There was a bar... On Southport in Chicago, that they call it wasn't called Laundry Bar, but they nicknamed it that because the laundromat was connected to the bar, so people could grab their drinks and do their laundry. Yeah, but that's not that's gone. So there's yeah. a hole in that so market, that's, that's, and the coffee house aspect's pretty cool too. Coffee, as long as you can keep as many cups going of different things, because I would never just want to make a coffee house. That's smart. To D- diversify. Diversify. So that was that. Next one, I'm in really. I was telling uh, Hannibal that well, I've known this guy. Who's like lives in, uh, in, in I think near Boston, and he has gotten into VIP porta potties game, like really fancy ones. Really fancy ones, like hardwood floors, nice, and you and you can if you have like an event out somewhere and you need bathroom services for like for weddings, he's been booked this whole time. I was like, dude, HB, me like I think they only cost like ten stacks or fifteen stacks, and he has it. You know, I like anything like that because once you own the product, the product, you're then just renting it out. You're just and then it it's, out, yeah, and it's going to pay for itself. So, so the guy's bought like five more because he pretty much the first two he was just fucking around. They were sold for the next two years, so he had to buy some more just to cover that cost. So that totally. Or and then my my dream dream. And this is how I give back to my community. I believe the future, and we're getting deep at the Kilgallen's Pub. Fuck yeah, dude. That's that's what bar conversations start. Like sometimes, you know, you get deep. The future is 3D printing. The future is how we used to, how Asia got so rich and those Asian countries, got, they were able to make the little, this little thing right here 
a shitload of those little piece of plastic piece or something of plastic yeah. somewhere for a penny and then sell it to you for you know what i'm saying that and then they're selling to the consumer for like 75 cents you see what i'm yeah. saying so it's like printing out these little like widgets taking that from a lot of those asian companies bringing it to the inner city where you have large scale 3d printing operations and then you can still pay people a fair wage figure that out because you can do it on a different volume set I'm. We'll get into that. That's cool. I like that. I the think 3D printing is it's it's. I've been I've been on it since the beginning, and the the scale of what you can do some shit with is cuckoo town. Well, there's a guy who's trying to. I think put a stop to it, but he, he 3D printed a gun the that guns, shoots. Yeah, I've seen. I've been on that for like six years. I've seen. Those, so you, you you can get those specs anywhere. I mean, you can find anything on the internet. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Like, yeah. uh, we were fucking around on the dark web last summer just doing it. Uh, you know, Moshe Kasher had that show on Comedy Central for yeah. a little bit. And they talked about the dark web. So we were like, before we went on there, we were just kind of looking at shit on dark. Crazy. That stuff scares the shit out of me. Because you it's go too cra- deep on there, you're like, I don't want to know dude, this it's world. like, if we really wanted to get, like, a drug gift bag. Like, a little bit of heroin, a little bit of coke, some... Valiums, Valiums, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's so bananas. It's like so bananas where it's like, wow. And then, because you just buy a couple of Bitcoins from from a vending machine and you're in business. Because I remember, I remember, this is how I'm mad I got at a friend myself. who made some good money off Bitcoin. I'm, and I'm mad at myself because I had, I just happened to have this disposable income where I could have done it. But I was just too ignorant and too dumb to even google what this was about and understand i remember at uh yeah, yeah i remember <laughs> i remember you remember meltdown comics yeah and uh sunset in la mm-hmm. which is gone comedy now. show's gone but in that comic book store they had a bitcoin machine did they they had a bitcoin machine you could buy bitcoins at meltdown holy shit i remember i was i was going i was on the show and Kumail was standing right next to me. I was talking to Kumail. I was like, what's up going on? I was like, dude, what the fuck is a Bitcoin? I've been hearing about this. Is it, what is that? Yeah, by mine, it's a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it's like cryptocurrency. And he said it to me so matter of fact, and I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say, what's cryptocurrency? Oh, yeah, yeah, cryptocurrency. Like, I knew what the fuck it was. I got you. I do that a and lot. And then I was like, so pretty much I just put my debit card in. For two hundred dollars for one of them, it was two hundred bucks for one of them. That's how long ago this was. Yeah, because they got way higher than that. They're like sixteen grand now. Yeah, I know a dude who bought them for like a couple grand each and then flipped them. I think about like four, so maybe it's my eight grand total and flipped it for like fifty grand profit. Dude, yeah, I was like, so sick. wait, I put my debit card in for two hundred dollars and I get what a sheet of paper? Fuck that! Like yeah. that, that is, it just didn't even because well, it's such a whenever you think something's new. I, that's what always annoys me, though, because you'll, you'll, I'll come across stories or you know testimonials from these rich people. Like, here's how I got rich off of this thing. Yeah, because you were, you already had the money to take that risk of take being like... Take that risk. You know, if you had unlimited... If you were filthy you rich, you'd be like, 200 bucks, fuck it. Honestly, I at my that ass with point, that. I didn't even need the risk. I just needed the knowledge. The, you're, all right, I like that. That's a way need, better way to look risk. at it. I needed the knowledge because... Because if you had the knowledge, it's is, not that risky. All, I was like, Kumail, what the fuck's a Bitcoin? 
He would have told me, oh, it's like it's like having something. He would have had. I like that Kumail is uh, on that show, um, Silicon Valley. So yeah, you like, better know what Bitcoin he is. Would, Research you know, your role. He would know a little bit. Or the person at the fucking counter or at the fucking meltdown. I didn't even have that. And I was like, fuck that. I ain't doing that. And then that was the that. next time I came there, it was $800. So that tells you something right away. I was like, like fuck, I man. Was like, well, def- I, well, now I'm definitely not doing it, but because yeah. I don't have 800 bucks. But fuck, this shit is real. I know, and man. Then I, it was- I get so pissed off when I've heard different stories about that. Like, I had a friend who was offering, um, he mentioned the Bitcoin thing. He actually had a Facebook status saying, if, you're, if you don't know knowledge about it, hit me up. We could talk it through. Because I think he just, he like felt like, I just found a pot of gold and I want to share it with people. Yeah. So I even give him credit for that. Because you know, some people are like, what they, when they find something good, they want to keep They'll that keep shit themselves. to themselves. But the yeah, I remember the Bitcoin sh- craze. The craziest shit I saw. And now he's adding another floor to his house. The craziest shit I saw, this was... Smart man. I, this was maybe last October. I was in Berlin. It's my favorite town, by the way. Outside Berlin? Chicago, Berlin, Germany, my favorite town. I'm in Berlin kicking it. And Why is it your favorite before you go into the story? I'm just curious. I've never been to Germany. Oh. I've only been to America, Canada, and Ireland. I've never <laughs> been to Mexico. i got to get out there. I, I, I mean, it's a little too long. I mean, too long? I, I, I mean, I, I lived there off and on. That's where I kind of... Did you really? Dude, you know what, Brian? Like, we hang out and we shoot the shit, but there's yeah. a lot I don't know about yeah, you, man. Yeah, after, after I worked at United, this was before I started stand-up. So That's I, right. I forgot you used to work in United. I was a grown-ass man. Before. You know what I'm saying? I started stand-up late. So I was like... After I, they went bankrupt, I had like flying benefits for like three or four years. And I was just kicking it. And then me and my friends went to Europe. We went to Berlin randomly. I met this chick at a club. Her English wasn't hot. We just hit it off. So I was go back and forth living with her for like two years. And then I was like, okay, I got to get a job. Yeah. And then when I was in Berlin, I was like, ah, I think I'm going to try to do stand up. Because I went to an open mic in New York. And then. Hold it, hold on. You mean to tell me you started stamp in Berlin, Germany? I, no, I came up with like oh, okay. I was like the I'm gonna do it. Inspired you, there. so I okay. kind of started writing jokes in Berlin, and then flew back to Chicago, and then I came flew back home, and then they I realized they were opening up a stand up comedy club across here from my house. That was jokes and notes. Yeah, in Bronzeville. Yeah, that's it was legit across the street from my building. How about so, that, man? So I was like, "Fuck it," but no. Yeah, Berlin at that is, point, it's like you're too yeah, late. If you don't it. fucking I, go across the street and try it, yeah, right. So Berlin is dope as fuck. You don't have to really speak German to get by. Most most people speak English. A lot of Europe's like that these days. I've been told. Yeah, even like you could go even, to Paris even, and yeah, I know even French. Paris now, like I used to hate Paris, but I like it now because now I think with with a smartphone, it's a totally different game. You have a little bit more control of over shit. But well, the reason I said, talked about Berlin was in October when I went back, I, was, I don't do coke a lot. It's like maybe once every once in a while. It's small Benjamin Franklin amounts. <laughs> uh, my girl bought some coke with bitcoins. She had, she had, they have these little like little jump drive, whatever she, she tapped on this dude's thing. It deducted her Bitcoin out of her little Bitcoin card thing. Yeah, because I think that's what scared a lot of people about Bitcoin. They go, what does it pay for? How do we use it? So if I have one Bitcoin that's worth three grand, how do I it's, do I give you, a you fraction do, of my Bitcoin a, to buy a car? Yeah. Like, you know, or whatever. It's like, it's like the fraction of whatever the rate is now. Ah. So, and it goes and it fluctuates. Man, I'm this like, shit is beyond dude, me. It blew my I was like, 
wow, I am so slack jaw yokel. I felt like somebody from like small town Indiana or something like, oh, golly, you bought drugs <laughs> with computers? <laughs> Hot damn. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, and it was, a, it was in the park. It's like this park, Golister Park, is like the drug park where you pretty much can get whatever you want. And these. Cocaine's illegal in Germany, right? It's illegal, dude. I mean, I didn't know how, you know, some parts of Europe, it's like, Every, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone does cocaine in Germany and pick in Europe. Everyone. Everybody. Everybody. I think if you Google That's a drug it, that I've never really even wanted to do because it's, I don't like, well, I got a little, I was, a, I have a little bit of a heart thing. So it's nothing serious. I just have a little heart um, thing. I was, it's called a mitral valve prolapse. So, but that's why I've never wanted to fuck. I don't want to do anything that gets my heart racing like yeah, crazy. You don't I like more things that chill you chill out. Chill you out. I mean, alcohol gets you pumped up a little bit, but not like fucking cocaine no, or speed I, or anything. That's not my thing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pot smoker. That's everyone that I do that, but it's just like once a year or it could, I could skip a couple of years, but it's like, all right, fuck, come on. There's a reason like clearly, all right, fine, let's do it. But over there, man, they go hard. Marty DeRosa used to always joke around. He, he told a story about being all fucked up on Coke. He's like, look, I don't do Coke a lot, but come on. It was the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do Coke on that. It's the Super Bowl. How that's do you not funny. do Coke on the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah, that's why I know. If you get a chance, go to Berlin. Go to Berlin. I, I do got to do some European thing. It's tough now that i am got a one-year-old, but like no, maybe down the road. Down yeah. the road. What I'm hoping for, though, is <laughs> as a comedian – you know, you got opportunities to go to Europe sometimes, and I kind of want to be able to maybe jump on a USO tour or jump on something like that and go. But I know my wife's going to be like, well, what the fuck? You get to go over Europe, and I'm going to be at home. And I'm like, hey, I don't hang out at the hospital with you. We got different jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, because your parents are, your children are still around. They're, they're in Chicago, right? Yeah. My Well, my mom grew up in Iowa and moved back there like almost 10 years ago now. My dad, he's, he lives closer to the club than I do. Are her parents her, her mom, her dad, her dad was way out of the picture way back in the day, but um, her mom's still alive. But yeah, but so you got people like support systems. Are we not bringing that up? Like for yeah. like I, hey my guys, dad, I see my dad and stepmom a lot. Let's ba- let's babysit. Let's put some. You know, that's true. Yeah, that, I could definitely have them. Three it's, years old trust. Yeah, because you know, I, when he's one, it's a little tougher to just disappear yeah, for a week. Know what I'm but when he's a little older, you know what I mean? I you know three yeah, you three to do, five. Yeah, I'll yeah, set I could, you I'll go up out a there. Nice little, a nice little a year a year old plan. That's one. Yeah, you don't know that about me. I'm, I'm the best at that. Yeah, but you do. You over. You're a guy that I feel like. There are some friends you have where you're like, man, I need a, I need a good concrete guy. You're like, I fucking got a guy for you. Yeah, like well, you, not when they, on some. You would be red in uh, Shawshank. You yeah. know how to get everything. I can, I can point you in the direction. You point in the direction. Point there you go. Direction, but uh, but then you get there. Then one, one thing I like about going over there is you, you get over there then. The dude you think has the connections ain't shit because there's that guy over there who could like, you need to some things shipped from this country. That's the real shit. <laughs> I like when you did your German impression. Uh, you put your finger over. Well, your no, mouth. that was just that was. I just, thought you were doing like the Hitler mustache <laughs> no. when you fucking did it. You know they don't they don't fuck around with that shit over. There. No, no, I've heard that. I've I I talked to a German person once a few years ago at a show. Super. And it just came up, and they're like, we are totally embarrassed and ashamed of that. I mean, we were we were like. That was like the most evil shit, you know. So like we uh, run and hide from that. Yeah. So Hardcore. I always, so I, I would tell people, I'm like, when when they took down the Confederate statues, I'm like, 
Yeah, look, no one's erasing the history. They still teach it in the history of books. They know about it. If we were ripping pages out of those books, I'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. That's stupid because how do you, you know, you can't just ignore your horrible past because how do you learn from it? But you shouldn't be celebrating these assholes by putting statues up either. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I, I like the German way in that sense. I went through, I went, that's funny, when I was a kid, I went through a, uh, a Nazi phase. You went through a Nazi phase? When I had to be fourth fourth grade, I went through a Nazi phase, unbeknownst to me. I was getting these like war picture book encyclopedias, and I was going through them. Then when I hit World War II, I'm going through them, and I just started. They just started talking about the Nazis, and that the pictures they had were like humongous. Like, whoa, this shit looks cool as fuck. Man, the <laughs> uniforms, man. These, I just was like caught up in it. They do that creepy ass military walk where their legs are going super yeah, fucking it was like, high. Man, yeah, this shit looks cool as fuck, right? So I started just drawing swastikas everywhere. You know how you kid just doodle. Oh my swastika. god, dude! I have a story about that. Go ahead, though. I'm She's sorry. Just drawing, I just started swastikas. Drew a swastika on my Timberland boat shoes, and then I went to this thing with my dad, and he just happened to look at my shoes. He's like, "Dude, what? What is that, Brian?" I'm like, it's, "I know it's a symbol. It means like war or something." I saw it in his book. He's like, "Oh, so you know that's Nazis, man?" I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "Those were the bad guys. Those are the guys we were fighting." He's like, "Do?" Then he said this. You remember in Blues Brothers, those guys after the Blues Brothers? <laughs> I'm like, the Cowboys? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Remember they were at the park? And then my mother was like, no. The Fucking people Illinois who were Nazis, against yeah. Indiana Jones. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you say Indiana Jones? So yeah. <laughs> fast forward two years later, we, my mom, I used to go to London every summer to visit my cousins who were in the Air Force. And my mom met me over there one summer. And I was going in sixth grade. And we took this European van trip with this other family and we made a stop at Dachau concentration camp right and she's like we're gonna take this tour I'm like oh right, yeah that looks interesting all right let's do it so I'm in sixth grade now we're going through the tour and then me and my mother get to this one part of the tour where it's a pile of like shoes that I guess the concentrate people it was like powerful yeah um, that's heavy pile, man. pile of shoes right so we're standing there I'm like man, this is my mother was looking all serious then she turns to me and she was like, see, Brian, this is why you shouldn't like Nazis. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's just like, you shouldn't like Nazis. I'm like, I don't like Nazis. Like, we're whisper arguing this in the, at this concentration camp. I'm like, I don't like fucking Nazis. What are you talking about? I don't like Nazis. It's like the logo. Then she went out. She was like, remember you were drawing the swastikas everywhere. And they were on your She was like, Mom, I was in fourth grade. I'm... I'm not into that anymore. Yeah. I'm into titties and basketball. Plus, fourth graders don't have like a fucking manifesto of like, yeah. here's what I believe and this is why these know, people are bad, you know. You brought me all the way over here just to... That's a hell of a point. That's an expensive point. Man! Like, Damn. I don't like Nazis anymore. I was... That's a, that was a phase. That didn't mean You that. know when they catch like a kid smoking cigarettes? They go, you're going to smoke this entire cart and so you're sick and you don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore? They took you to a fucking... Took you to North Carolina, tri- Chapel uh, Hill. and The concentration camp, good uh, lord. Dude, I was like, she yeah, was man. so serious. She's like, See, they shoved tobacco on your mouth, basically. This is why you shouldn't like Nazis. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, because I really forget. Of course you're going to forget that I shit. Like, yeah. What? I- God, when I was in fourth grade, I thought cats truly had nine lives. Like, yeah, that's how like, dumb I, I was. That was cool at the point. I don't yeah. even like Nazis no more. I'm like, I like basketball. It's obviously a horrible symbol because of the hate behind it, but from like, if there was. That symbol got stolen from a, like another culture. Assyr- yeah, the Assyrians that they, or the Aryans. I think or, I thought it was like Indian too. Like I thought Indians, even yeah, yeah. It, it was and part the of that. Gong has it. It's a lot of things. Like so, like I look. That's funny. From I mean, the looks of it, it's not like a, a bad logo, but obviously the hate behind it the makes thing it terrible. Is, she went in my room and I 
I drew them everywhere. They were on my Trapper Keeper. That was what the, this is the Trapper Keeper thing. This is the story I have for you, man. You'll get kicked out of this shit. I went through the phase. <laughs> I, had a, I broke my leg sophomore year of high school like six days before our first game. And I went to a... Uh, Catholic, I went to a public grade school, but then I went to an all-guys Catholic high school on Chicago's northwest side, and we were facing Lane Tech, which was the big public school, and I had a lot of friends on the Lane Tech team because I went to a public grade school, so you know they all went, most of my friends went to the public high school, so I was jacked up, so it sucked that I broke my leg because I wasn't going to play. Anyway, get to the point of this story is that I fell asleep during like study hall, and I had a friend who was like very quick with it. He could do a swastika like, like mm-hmm. that quickly. I passed out under on the bottom of my cast because I had a big cast all the way down. I covered most of my foot, you know, from like the kneecap down. They drew swastikas all where I couldn't see them. Yes. So I was dead asleep, right? Really funny. So when I went to go get the cast removed and fucking Dr. Goldberg, you know what I mean? Like I had a Jewish doctor. He kind of was giving me like a look. And then later I just said, look, I have, I have bad. Fr- I didn't know. I had friends who, because I later saw it after the cast came out. I mean, he didn't say anything because what That's was he going to say funny, at that point? Like- but I had to address it after I realized because they, they saw the cast off. And I saw it, I was like, whoa. That's been there for like weeks. God, it was bad. Because when you crutch the foot leads like that, I can't imagine if I was in certain places where they're like, you what just, the fuck? You're just lay, laying up. Luckily, I didn't really hang out in Jewish parts of town. Chicago is such a big like Christian Catholic city. There's really yeah. only like one or two neighborhoods that are Jewish even. You got to go to Mostly North suburbs. Yeah, North Shore, like Skokie, and then up in like Highland Park. And, yeah, you got to um, go way, few, like, way up way there a little bit. I think is, Glenn well, they used to live in, They used to live in Hyde Park and in Bronzeville. Uh, actually, Rogers Park still some Jewish people that part of the city in Hyde Park, yeah, yeah. And, um, I think there's still some. And actually, on my Hyde Park's like the one neighborhood in Chicago that's kind of mixed. Yeah, it's like black it's, and white. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, got, but like where yeah, it's almost fifty-fifty uh, in a weird the way. UFC there, yeah, the University of Chicago, you're right. But a lot of the uh, rich Jewish people lived in Bronzeville, up and down King Drive, which was the Boulevard, because on my right next door to my building, the Marx Brothers used to live. Oh damn! All three of them. Had a different unit, and it's they have the like little plaque out there. You're bringing up fucking things that are reminding me of great stories. I can't remember if it was Groucho or which Marx brother. There's two of them. I mean, there's obviously there's three or four, but the two got into fights about finances because the one, maybe it was Groucho, who put all this money into the stock market, mm-hmm. and Harpo never saved a dime. He was running around drinking, having a good time. He would go into a bar and buy everyone a drink, you know, mm-hmm. women around, living. He was like Babe Ruth, living fast, having a blast. Gotcha. Where the brother was like, we got to be careful with our money, you know, you never know. And all this is, you know, we're artists and blah, blah, blah. And would always oh, put all his money in the stock market saying, I'm the smart, I'm the smart. The stock market crashed. And they talked to Harpo, like some newspaper, and they said, well, we're both even now. And guess what? I had a lot more fun than he did. Because <laughs> they, they he tough. lost all his fucking money. And he's like, hey, I'm broke too, but at least I've got a lot of fucking memories for it. Because you talk about, man, those backs, either you can make money or be broke. Most of those cats were broke, like the Stooges yeah, the middle, broke. People don't realize this. Before the Depression, you were rich or you were poor. Yeah. The middle class was, FDR basically created the middle class. Yeah. There really wasn't one. It was your working class or you're rich. Or you're rich. Yes. Or you're and, maybe, a, maybe a store owner. And it's weird because you talk about London. Um, let's watch this. Di- I, I, was, I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about like, oh, I don't, we were we root for Manchester United. Or no, we root for uh, Manchester. I don't know, like soccer, but they, mm-hmm. we root for um, Man City because that's the working class team. You know, uh, Manchester United, that's the middle class team. I remember going, middle class. I thought working class and middle class were kind of the same. They're not. Working class is like you're poor, working. and the middle class is like you it's have a little bit of money. A little bit, like, you know, like shop owners, 
or like someone who has like a decent union job like a, yeah a decent union job or you're like a manager that. or yeah. you know you're a little bit where working classes i i make the burgers middle classes you're the manager at the mcdonald's you're like that's how and i would the equate riches, that i own the mcdonald's totally totally uh all right man let me let's get into this then all right well i got you here you had a post today. Okay, yeah, let's do this. That, yeah, let's do this. You're, you're cool with that. And what I, in particular, because I don't, I, there's there's certain things that I feel like being, uh, you know, I, I grew up middle class. I, you know, my neighborhood was, yeah, it's a little bit of gang activity, but not much. Mm-hmm. It's much. It's better, a lot better now. But I, I, there's realities that I can't comprehend, so I try not to get into those parts of it. Yeah. But I'd love to hear your takes on it, obviously. Um, because I like to be a good listener. I, and my favorite thing about doing comedy is I've got friends from all over the place mm-hmm. who have experienced shit there. I'm like, holy shit. And then I've got friends where I'm like, you don't know fucking anything. So it's kind of fun to see both of that yeah. in a weird way when you get in these heated conversations. But your post that really got me is when you talk about these wokes. So yeah. anyway, just you real quick, why don't you just say the status? Because I, I, I remember your status update, but I don't know it word for word. You want to just take your phone out and read it? Exactly. Uh, I'll give you some time. This was today. It was a Facebook post today. It was based off of um, some protests that went down in Chicago. What was that? On Friday these went down or Thursday? Uh, Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. Uh, either the start of their plan was to it was to be there a big Cubs game, some Lollapalooza traffic. Yeah, there was busy, a lot going on. Busy, busy going on. There's a group of protesters who they'd done this on the south side. They did the Dan Ryan. Dan yeah. Ryan on 95th Street. So it's not just they want to mix it up. Yeah, and it started and, in L.A. Too. I remember a few years ago when I was in L.A., there were people blocking Blocking traffic highways, just yeah. to pro- bring light to situations. Yes. Um, and these people are protesting the gun violence in Chicago. Okay? Yes. Uh, my post was this. The Lakeshore Drive shut down protests on the north side this past weekend. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But there were 63 people shot Sunday, 10 dead. Let me stop before the goofy wokes come at me. Meaning, goofy woke people are people who are just part PC, part just against the system. I feel manically without being laser pointed on what the fuck you're talking about. How can you get a real solution? That's that's fair. A goofy woke for me. Then I say, I wish I was Luke Cage. So we could really take on the real problem. Gang members and clowns in our own hood. White folks going to a Cubs game don't have anything to do with this. And if you dis- disagree, look deep inside yourself. Meaning. I thought that was a great post, yeah. Meaning, if you're going to protest, you're protesting gun violence in the South Side, gun violence in the West Side, gun violence in majority black neighborhoods. There's these group of protesters, black some are white, Latino, whatever. There's a group of people who feel that they need to stop someone else's life on the side of town that this wasn't happening. They feel, for some reason, some people responded, no, we need to bring awareness to white people to know that what's happening in our neighborhood. They know what's happening in your neighborhood because it's on the news all the time. It is, all the time. I go, when I go out of town, or I travel a lot, Europe, California, Everywhere. I'm from Chicago. Whoa, is it dangerous there? Yeah. White people clearly know what the fuck is going on 
in the hood in Chicago. People are afraid. You know, I, I've been, I can't remember what city I was in. I was on the road and someone's like, we're supposed to go to Chicago, but like, I'm just so worried about yeah, it. The people, people, I go, look, you're going to be fine. You're not, you're going to stay in somewhere nice somewhere south of Michigan yet. Avenue. Not, you'll be fine. You're it's, not on uh, 67th and Loomis, you know, unless you're on 67th Loomis looking for some heroin or something. Yeah. That's the only time a white person, and that happens. Anytime you ever see just some white people walking around randomly in the ghetto, they're looking, looking for, for drugs. Drugs. Yeah, there was a, a diner up in my neighborhood off of Montrose and Central called Johnny's Diner, just a typical Chicago diner. And the own, it then later changed name to Johnny's Uncle Jim's because Johnny died. He went on the West Side actually. He went to the West Side to buy cocaine and got uh, shot at North and Laramie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's, like, it's like if you're doing that, you're doing that. But I'm saying for the situation, and I. I just. I only brought that up to like echo your point. Like, no, yes, that's you. the I, truth. Yeah. I, I mean, the reason I brought that post up was like, what is some random person going to a Cubs game have to do with this? There's a list of things, and I say this, and I'm not. I just told you, come from a very different background than someone in the inner city, inner city. But I was there all the time. I have family members who live in the hood. Uh, I own property in Bronzeville on forty off of Forty Seventh Street, which is you can't get any more South Side than that. So I do have stake in this conversation as someone who, a lot of times, some affluent blacks or educated blacks leave a neighborhood because they feel, oh, I need to go to Winnetka where things are better instead of staying in your own fucking hood, making your own fucking shit dope with your smartness and your financial resources. Well, that's the big thing that people don't realize, uh, Chicago is uh and again listeners who are from around the country you know you're I probably oh, you're getting to chicago i want you to just relate this to your city and this is a fascinating thing this is a big american city but chicago is the only major city in the last from the last census to lose population but what people don't talk about because i think a lot of ignorant people think oh it's probably just scared whites going to the suburbs that's a little bit but mm-hmm. you know what it really is it's it's affluent black people leaving the city no it's affluent black people in the city and it's also poor people living in the city because they can't afford to live in the city anymore. Yeah, that's true. You too. have to move to Harvey, Markham, uh, Alsop in the in the burbs. Yeah. Where because if you remember back when um, what's my homeboy's name? Um, he's a comic. He did with Tim Reed and oh, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, that uh, fuck. How many blanking? Tom. Uh, Tom Dreesen. Tom Dreesen. Great guy. My man, my yeah, man Tom I like Dreesen. Tom. He's from Harvey, He's from Illinois. Harvey. When he was in Harvey, Harvey was all white. Okay? Now Harvey is like Baltimore. Wasn't Shay Shay from Harvey? Remember Shay Shay? Shay Shay was from Harvey. Like, yeah. you know, Wildcat, Michi, they all from Harvey. But back then, the suburbs was white. As fuck. Now they all black because people can't afford to live in the city. So back to this thing, my post is you can't you can't expect results. With some marching like that. Marching doesn't do anything. And you brought up the Apple Store protest they did a couple years ago on Black and, Friday. And I, and I say that. Someone, someone was talking about, well, marchers do, do something. I was like, okay. That protest is different than the Apple Store protest. Because the Apple Store protest was, we're calling that... Um, Laquez Martin or whatever, the guy who got shot by the cops. Oh, Laquan McDonald. Laquan McDonald. Yeah, I forgot that. That's now, true. If you were protesting the North Side shut down because cops killed some kid or cops did something, 
I wouldn't have said shit. Gotcha. Because you are protesting a system. And if people on the north side pay into that system, they need to be aware of what the system is affecting other people that you're paying into. Because if somebody was up here, cops was shooting Irish dudes for some strange reason, I would be out there saying, shit, they can shoot me next. Yeah. You're, it's, you're protesting the system. Gotcha. Protesting. That'd gun be pretty violence. weird if cops started shooting Irish dudes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I know, I'm kidding around. Protesting gun violence in the community to some white people over here. Who are tw- 15 miles up from you or whatever. 15 miles up, yeah. living in their own life. I don't know what like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. They're like, and okay, what if, okay, then I, I should have said this. I didn't post this. Like, I said, okay, your dreams come true. You get 60% of the white people that were affected by your things. Like, okay, no mas, you win. Where do I write the check? What's your motherfucking answer? That's a good point. It's what do you want them point. to do? Are you going to give them to a stupid-ass non-for-profit that was going to have night basketball or some old pussy-ass shit that's not going to fucking work? Don't act like a check can solve this. There's a lot of hardcore things in those communities. You should put things. money into creating a Luke Cage. A Luke, yeah. do, that's a great show. Some, I like some, that show. Some crazy serums. Can we get like or, a mutant down there? Um, no, I hear you, man. Like That's one of those things where, um, you know, there's there's... I, I wanted to share your post. Only reason, no, I'm go sorry. ahead. Only reason, I, only reason I have to get re- I get real like that is because I have to take on that. Fuck it. If Chris Rock if Chris Rock said the exact same shit I'm saying, nobody would say shit. Or Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you're right. I'm putting myself in that. I'm like, I'm smart enough to know there's nuances about this, and that shit is stupid. This is funny you mentioned Chappelle because this comic, um, I'm not gonna name his name. It doesn't matter. Uh, not that his name doesn't matter, but it's not the point of this. He. Uh, Got banned from Facebook for saying something they called whatever whatever he posted was was racist for some reason. I don't even know. But he's a black guy, and he, so he's like, I can't say white people because I'm gonna get in trouble. So he like was renaming. So these Lacroix drinkers need to do this, these, this. And the last thing he said was these John Mayer concert goers. And then I was like, you know, Dave Chappelle and John Mayer are really tight. Like right. I was, getting, he's like, well, I don't know if he's going to the concerts, but they hang out. I was like, dude, I'm fucking with you, no, no, you because you're yeah. you're playing you know up this, this stereotypes. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned um, Chappelle because you're right though. There's that's another thing that's annoying. That's why sometimes I have to stay out of some things that I would like to throw in my two cents. Like with the whole thing with, I saw some people comment saying like, well, a lot of money gets invested in the North side that doesn't get invested in the South side. Now, as far as city taxpayer money goes, I think that's a good point. I think city taxpayer money could have some positive impact, but you're right. What's the next plan? What are we going to spend Joe, the money on? Joe, listen to you me. can't just, you got, you got to spend the money smart. People are saying that you sound, they sound stupid as fuck. Okay. Like Nestor Gomez. Okay, Nestor. I don't know Nestor. He, Nestor Gomez is a, a Mexican immigrant, legal citizen. He does a moth story slam. One of my favorite people in the world. Great storyteller. Got a great story to tell. But I think he just hears things that other people in the echo chamber say. Like, what about the $50 million they gave at Navy Pier? for the lot? Motherfucker, that's Navy Pier, nigga. Yeah. That's money to be made. You know yeah. who's part of that? It, my boy Izzy Adonijay. Israel Adonijay. Yeah. He's one of the... Fuck, it funders for that. Yeah, former Bears That's, player. The, yeah, it's like, it's reasons. Like, they're going to spend money up here where Wrigley Field is because motherfuckers come up here. If it was... Because it's an investment then. It's an investment. Yes. Now, I'm saying like this. They did McCormick Place's new, making money there. If you're saying they should put more money where Comiskey Park is, eh, uh, okay. 
Sure. You got an argument like, there. What are you talking about? There's no real way. To and they get, did. City Money built a lot of Comiskey Park. Yeah. And it's like, there's no real way to say, oh, if I invest in blah, 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 something's going to happen. Now, these same woke people are the same dumb motherfuckers that I deal with who get angry when they see Mayor Emanuel try to court Amazon and he's going to give this and that. And then the clickbait lead, Amazon giving $50 million to come to Chicago. And that's tax cuts, by the way. He's not cutting them a fucking big check with two bitches in bikinis. Yeah. It's tax cuts. <laughs> yeah. Okay? These people, oh, it's gross. You're going to just give Amazon all that money to come here and, all, and you closing schools? You're so fucking stupid. If Amazon comes here, that means tons of fucking jobs. Yes. For the dumbest motherfucker. And the thing is. People in shipping. So I had a shipping, shipping job, so I'm not knocking them. But I'm like, not, yeah, and I'm not, and I'm saying this: everybody's not going to be a doctor. You got a lot of people that you want to have jobs can't do the fucking work. They're not smart enough. It's the line in Caddyshack: the world needs ditch diggers too. You need. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like Amazon's going to come here and offer to do that. I'm with you, man. I got pissed when people were like upset about that. Also, they wanted to make the Star Wars museum in Chicago, and they were going to do that on the south side. It was going to be like near the museum campus, but yeah. on the south side, mm-hmm. which was going to coincide with this idea where they were going to like extend Lakeshore Drive over, which would have helped traffic down through like, I can't remember, it was going to go over this one area, which would have gone down to like the beach that's along, maybe near 47th. I think there's a beach no, along it, there. But like, and no, it was, they did all that because this is a new boat slip. Oh, they did? Cool. I mean, this new was years ago. I read this one. still in LA. New, that whole area of the beach is fine, but. You keep, a lot of those people just like, first of all, like to hear themselves talk self-righteous bullshit. I would can, agree we there, We can man. stop this conversation right here, and that's and with that. A lot of people just like to hear them talk self-righteous bullshit that is loose and not even well thought out. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to follow up on another thing, too, man. Uh, here's my thoughts on some of the protesting. When, when it first started in L.A., I remember my wife was pregnant at the time, and I got afraid because i remember going fuck they're gonna do all these protests where they shut down the highway if your water breaks we're fucked because i have to the hospital we were going to there's no way to get there other than taking the highway because you go through these hills and shit right and i was like fuck and i even made like a comment on something going like look protest all you want and i support a lot of these protests i'm you know america was founded on protests i think i think it's very patriotic to protest protest where the fuck there's some people who hate protests because they just hate fucking shit you know i think protest whatever you want. protest the cracks in your sidewalk i don't give a shit you know what i mean but you need to have some impact with your protest there's and no- my big thing with some of these protests was that you're going to lose a lot of people who would normally be on your side because you just fuck them out of something. Now, if my wife's water broke and I got her in the car and I'm driving down the 134 in L.A. Mm-hmm. or uh, was going the 101 or something, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden it's a bunch of people are standing there and I'm fucked and I can't get off an exit, you're fuck you, off. dude. I'm already like, you know what? Because people, we forget this. I talked about this on the podcast before with someone. People vote with their middle finger. Most people, if you live on Facebook and live in social media, and I've learned not to even hate social media anymore. I used to hate it. Now I'm like, look, it's, just, it's what it is now. I almost uh, think uh, once I've learned to accept that this is the world we're living in, I've learned to handle it better. You know, you and I were talking earlier about people who are like, they live on it. It's like, dude, you're going to get this pissed off about this thing. You're going to waste all this time and energy. Time and energy you're going to be doing things that are useful. Yeah. And you're just, so those people, there's a sickness to it. They're, they're addicted to hearing themselves talk, like you mentioned. 
And, and that's definitely something that needs to, but if you live on Facebook, you think the world's the worst it's ever been. And look, there's a lot of shit in the world that's terrible, but it's not the worst it's ever been. It's not not even thing. fucking close. Like you don't know, you don't know what. Like you've been like to a go, concentration go, camp, go, so you fucking know. You like, know, go, you know, I, I remember I, I, I used to work for, before, right when I started stand up, uh, I used to work at this company that I had to go to India a few times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Talk about not having a pot to piss in. Yeah, you, you got a straight, billion people in there too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got relatives who live in like in like this Caribbean, or I have some friends who are relatives who live in Haiti and shit. You don't know what the fuck you talking about. Like that's what I'm saying with all these people. We don't have this, and I was always I used to substitute teaching Harvey, Illinois, in between gigs when I would like you know get laid off or whatever. Go sit up at Harvey. I was like, y'all motherfuckers got it great. You got running hot water. You talking about playing video games with air conditioning? And sh- are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the poorest person in America, which of course we feel for you, is still better off than ninety percent of the planet. Balling. Yes, compared to ninety. You're right. Compared. Balling. And I think what I wanted to add to the protest thing, and again, like I said before, I support protests. I think th- I think there's so much in the world right now where people are looking at it the wrong way. I think a lot of these protests. I'll I'll say it's like this. They're, they're protesting analog style, but we're in a digital world now. So what worked 50, 60 years ago, I don't think works today. No. There's better ways to, to get it done. I remember people saying, like, look, you have to disrupt the flow. So when we block off these highways, I go, how about you want to really disrupt the flow and get attention? Where's the attention? Go, money. Why, right? Yeah, money. Also, why don't you take the thousand people who just blocked off a major highway and fucked over people who were probably in your same situation? You know what I mean? You got that like single parent fucking trying to drive to her third job, and all of a sudden you just fucked her up. And she's like, I have the same fears yeah. you do, but now I'm fucking pissed off with you, and I'm about to lose my job because of this shit because I forgot to check the news that know you were doing a protest today because I'm too busy to fucking check Facebook and all this other bullshit to see when you're organizing this stuff, right? And why don't they take those same thousand people and go camp out on the steps of CNN? Go yeah. camp out on the steps of NBC, all the news networks, because that's how you get media attention. Fuck up their day. Fuck up the reporters' day. Fuck up that. Why not do that shit? That's that. But they're too busy thinking. Oh, like, look, when Martin Luther King and then when they walked the bridge on Selma, that was a different. There was three news networks. We were talking about this earlier. There was three networks. It was just a different world. You got to get into this new. There's like people more apt to respond if they got a thousand tweets at them versus a whole bunch of people marching that's true it's, it's not the same it's not the fucking same thing zero percent i've always said that it's not the same thing and i and i got in trouble you know where this, this one girl was saying like uh you know black women we have it's black women have it so hard and she was quoting a malcolm x quote black women have it so hard from this 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 and that I was like, you, how dare you use that motherfucking quote in 2018? I know black women got it hard. White women got it hard. People got it hard. I get what you're saying. You're like, I don't see this, I don't see myself represented in the media. I'm like, in this age of Beyonce, bitch, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I went, I went, you can go to that Walgreens right there, go down the cosmetic aisle, and you'll see shades of all type of women. That was not happening in the 80s. You would go into a Walgreens, it'll be just all white bitches. Maybelline and all that. Sure. Now you go in there, you see all type of shades, this, 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 and that. You tell me in this age, a motherfucking Beyonce, you can't figure it out. You're going to use a Malcolm X quote from 1961? That's disrespectful to your mama and your grandmama who actually had real shit going on in their motherfucking life. They had 
racism. And they had like, you know, uh, sexism, all this shit you talking about on top of some Jim Crow. Bitch. Real talk. Yeah, man. Fuck, I gotta dude. go. You do? All right. Well, look, man. Yeah, we've been over here for a little over an hour, and I'm. I'm oh, this, this is an hour. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are you good? Well, I, yeah. I don't know if you actually had to go. Like you were serious, or you were just no, saying, no, like, no, fuck no. You, I no, I do. I do. No, I got you, man. Cool, man. I, I appreciate you for being on the podcast. Do anything else? Do, do, well, no. Do, I just wanted to. Ra- I, I, if we could just. I, I agree with what you're saying completely. Um, it's, it's fucking funny because like. You ever feel like when people fight against you, like you were saying, I think you just said it, you summed it up perfectly. People just like to hear themselves talk. I hear them talk, but I'm always like this. At first, I said, you know what? I could do the, you know, I got my first album coming out next in September, right? Well, fuck yeah, congrats. Everybody will be on the lookout for so that. Look at Babylon Ball Z. It's going to be dope. And I was like, I like should, I go in, should I go in? Should I go in like PR mode and just be nice? Like, no, I'm going to keep it my fucking real because I know what I'm saying is just. I'm not coming at it from some uh, Sean Hannity or some Tucker Carlson type of contrarian type of bullshit. I'm saying like, dude, I hear what you're saying, but understand there's other people who have a different point of view, but that might be on your same page. Like I said, like with the abortion thing, I say this, like my mother, for example, does not believe in abortion. She believes, no, you know, she's a Christian point of view, but... I'm not going to tell somebody what to do in that situation. I can pray with them and try to talk them out of it, but if they make that decision, I'm going to support that person in that decision. Sure. You just saying? Now, now there's a, an old school thought where it's like, um, hate the sin, love the sinner. And you that's know? a prime yeah. example of how more people should be. Like, not okay, that we're saying who's a sinner no, no, or whatever. No, no, no. It's you know like, I'm hey, here's how I believe. Here's some other options. Hope you do it. I'm not pushing my bullshit off on you. I still think it's bad, but if you don't do it, I'm going to support you. Yes, so it's all that's a good way to there. be. You know what I'm saying? It's all out there. And if more people did that, just understand we on the same page. But like, when I go back to that fucking that protest where they shut they shut down the app Mac store on Black Friday because of thing. Like, okay, that was powerful. Great. Some people just got shot from cops a few weeks ago. That's not the solution. You know what I'm saying? Mac took a hit that day but you didn't shut stop apple from making billions of dollars on no. faulty ass uh charger wires that yeah, go fuck, faulty man. all the time you see what i'm saying that's real you know how you stop police brutality and police shootings joe and you heard it here on Kilgallen's pub it's training you have to train these cops different there's a reason that the cops in salt lake city utah have not killed nobody in like five years because they Train the different. They their train of in, interaction, de-escalation, and you might think, oh, it's only white people in Utah. No, the version of the blacks in Utah are those in American Indians. Yeah, there's a lot of Native Americans on, that yeah. live on those um, plant reservations. Reservations, yeah. and they got their own issues. So they got some minorities to deal with, plus crazy ass white people on meth. Yeah, so that's they got true. They, they got their version of of the blacks or, or of the of the uh, others, but they figured out how not to shoot nobody because they use German police techniques from the Netherlands techniques. All those European places, look at their stats; they don't be killing nobody. Yeah, because there's definitely it's not you know it's uh, I think and I'm just ta- and Joe, I'm not just talking about cops killing black people. That's why I said y'all, it's. The first of all, the media is spinning you into a frenzy with this shit because for sure it's gross. And I'm the blackest thing on these microphones right now. And 
I just got arrested, Joe, the last time I was here by two black chicks. Sit down to the station because I was driving around license, right? I didn't get shot, but that's not the situation. I'm saying I have skin in the game, so I'm not saying anything against it. But at the end of the day, you have to realize if you train these dudes differently, you'll get a different result. I would agree there. If the judicial system wasn't fucked up from the core, you would have a different result as far as how many people in jail. Yeah, so many of our systems are a couple decades behind. A couple decades behind. So you can't decades, blame someone yeah. for saying, like, I get police brutality, but at the end of the day, you should be using that energy you're doing to shut down the expressway to shut down whatever whack-ass alderman you need to... Yeah, why not Like, why not just thing. march on the alderman's all, office? All yeah, there's, there's other ways to do it, I think, that would be more bullshit. impactful. And that's what I'm saying. People get distracted by Donald Trump. I'm saying, dude, fuck Donald Trump. You have more power to control how your day-to-day life interacts with the alderman that is on the city council that passes laws that affect your city. That's a great point. If you have a whole bunch of aldermen who are on the same page of everybody's wokeness that say, here's our manifesto of woke shit, you put motherfuckers in office to do that, I don't care what kind of bully Mayor Emanuel is. He can't do shit with a whole bunch of suck butt ass aldermen who suck his dick and do whatever. And he's my dude. We, I know this guy. Hey, I mean, he's doing what he got to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, man. So you For can't sure. be mad at me because I think marching is stupid. I just gave you a legitimate path to get what you want. I just want more solutions because That's a solution. I think we all, yeah, I know, I agree with you. I just think the people who are like, all the arguments I see, I'm just like, fucking give me an answer. Don't just say, don't just tell, don't just go on Brian Babylon's page and tell me he's wrong. Give a suggestion on how it's going to fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, because we all that. want, we all want the violence to stop. Marching right? is the only, but, but you got to give people the right said, dude, like, then it's not going to happen. It's still going to be some knucklehead. That's what I'm saying. Like, March happened on Thursday or whatever. 63 people got shot. Yeah. What the fuck is you talking about? So like, I'm going to add this and then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish this up. Uh, Someone mentioned they need to invest more, and you said they are investing more. It just doesn't do shit. I, I yeah, the people forget, and this goes for a lot of city stuff with like public schools in general. Because the public schools in Chicago, especially the grade schools, are okay. The high schools are a lot of them are fucking bad. Um, is that? I don't think they need to invest more money. I think they need to invest the money better. Like but it's no, like Moneyball. Yeah, you see the movie Moneyball? Money, and Joe, it's, it's they're like, not they're not spending the, the right dollars in the right spots. I as feel a like, substitute right? teacher, Joe. I'm going to tell you this. I don't care if you gave every kid a laptop and a motherfucking robot. If the kid comes from a fucked up Sounds home. Sounds like a cool thing, though. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a fucked you're up right, home right. Yeah. And doesn't have that sensibility to, to, to know how to navigate life. He's not going to fucking make it. I've seen kids who come from fucked up homes, bumps, finds his way into some type of random mentoring program. There, there are tons of those out there. Gets with some positive people, understands that this situation is bad. I know kids like that. I can pull my phone out on kids that I've known from high school that come from fucked up situations. Like, got with the, met me. Fuck it, I'll say it. Met me. Put him in a better pro, situation. Hey, hang out with this person. He's doing well. Hang out with better people. You look up. You eighteen. There's tons of ways to go to some random JUCO for free. and There's ways in this system to navigate. 
I'm glad you brought that up. I wrote a thing today There's that said mentorships are something that millennials are looking at as this very big positive thing and one of the things that they will actually like they get the most out of. Men, I mean, dude, there's tons of mentorships to save an inner city kid who goes to a shitty school, okay? You can't, even if you say, okay, I'm going to pour money into the school, that kid at that moment won't benefit from how, whatever doc check you cut that day. That's true. There's tons of ways to help a kid in situations. So if they're not invested in that, you have to go somewhere where they're going where they are investing or go back to my first plan put a group of aldermen in place to change that situation immediately these elections happen quick they do and these a lot of these aldermen i'm seeing the lawn signs already a lot of these aldermen have been sitting around for decades they get comfortable get comfy as fuck for sure, man. Brian Bablon, dude, thank you, man. This was a fun conversation. Word up. I, I, like, I like your brain, man. You got Your business ideas really made me think I'm lazy because I'm like, I want to open a bar. You got fucking, dude, you're, that's some smart stuff fancy with 3D printers. Potties. Fancy 3D porta potties. People are always going to need to shit. Always in the shit and always need to have a widget. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, man. Brian Bablon, anything last you want to say to let people know where to find you? Um, hey. Brian Babylon, Instagram, all social media. You got your name on everything, right? I'm on everything. Good man. Uh, my album comes out uh, September 21st now. That's my birthday. Word up. It's a Friday. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yep. I'll be 34. And, uh, and I'm always here in Chicago at the Laugh Factory. Support Chicago. Company. One last quick joke. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know your age. Yeah. And I know you're not going to say it because you don't have to. But uh-huh. if I were able, you know, like I remember when on Seinfeld when Kramer first re- revealed his first name it was this big moment uh-huh. if I were to be able to get you to say your name on this podcast my podcast would get a million downloads because everybody's always been like uh, how old is weird. Brian Babylon you don't have to say it I don't, I'm not yeah, pressuring I'm, you I'm with, to keep that but it's a funny big, thing dude you gotta keep that keep that in your back funny. pocket because one day you could do a thing where it's like everybody come to this show Brian Babylon's headlining the Chicago <laughs> Theater yeah, you gotta do it like a, some big fucking 5,000 seater and that's when you reveal your age for the first time uh I've dropped a few clues you, on this podcast. People, people are like, is he 30 apart. or 40 or what? You know what I mean? People are not. I'm definitely not 30. You, I know. You dropped a couple clues, but that's one of those things that's that funny. it's a long time thing in the Chicago comedy scene. I'm not sure if you know this. That, where people are like, I'm not that. sure. That's, that is very Because you dress cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? you got your fingers on the pulse of what's happening. But I'm very wise. But you're very wise. That's funny. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like we know like Will Miles is a friend of ours. Clark Jones is a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are young, dress cool. They're not wise like you. No. So that's right away they reveal their age with their fucking some of their silly shit. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm with them. I'm the same. They're smarter than me, those dudes. So I'm not even knocking them in that sense. But um, but like you got that you got that mystery to you. It's cool, man. I like it. That's all PR spin. (laughs) Smart man. Kill Gallons Pub in the building. Open. We're gonna, I was going to open one day. I, 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 wrote, I, I changed the logo for the podcast where I wrote, Kill Gallons Pub, Podcast, comma, USA, as if that's a town, Podcast USA, established 2018. One day I'll open up a pub, and then I'll like to diversify. Maybe I want to sell experience, because I think you the future is people do. doing experiences. They want to buy experiences. I'm going to you know? end on this. Here's my business brain. You don't do a hardcore brick and mortar. I'm going to tell you it's popping up now. It's pop-ups. Pop-ups. Kill Gallon, Kill Gallon Pub, pop-up. I like that, man. Well, you get a, you get away. You get my fancy portal potty situation. Yes, because people well, have to pee and shit. Pee and, shit. <laughs> and then you get somewhere that you can uh, get like a taco truck in front. Get some taco Irish food. I love some, it, but it's not great. Somewhere that you can like consume alcohol in whatever situation. That's the That's a good idea. 
That's Good a great man. idea. No brick and mortar. Don't get tied down. Just make Don't, the money. Yeah, the leases, and then you got yep. insurance line building all that shit. You're, you're right, man. Brian Babon, thanks so much for doing it, all dude. Right, this has been Kill Gallons Pub. Thanks, everybody. Out.